0: Hello and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are Our guest this week is Charlie Drinkwater
1: I'm uh, Charlie Drinkwater and I'm Art Director at Island Records
0: Unless you're on the nerdier end of music fandom, you might not know a whole lot about Island Records, but you'll definitely recognize the legendary label's roster of artists, which includes Drake, Nicki Minaj, Ariana Grande and Florence and the Machine. Founded in 1959 in Jamaica, it found early success with a mix of rock and reggae releases and is currently owned by Universal, one of the largest music groups in the world. While having an in house design team isn't necessarily the norm for music labels, this is something that Charlie feels is changing with full time design roles on the up. We started by getting a rundown of the scope of his work and who he collaborates with day to day.
1: I'd like to think I'm maybe a little more agile than kind of what a traditional art director does because I kind of sit across a lot of different disciplines. So you have to kind of be a bit of a jack of all trades in some respects and a bit of a kind of multitasker in that way. I like to think I'm very collaborative in terms of how we work and that's not just with the artists that's across kind of the whole team it's quite a therapeutic approach in the first instance where there's a lot of talking a lot of dialogue and I'll be sitting with the A&R team because they're the guys who have signed the artist. they'll have a vision for the artist in terms of a musical vision and a musical plan that they will have shaped with the artist and management and then I'll sit and probably spend a lot of time with the marketing manager for that artist. And that's really dependent. A lot of the marketing managers, you know, are quite creative themselves as well. So they'll have a network and a black book. So some will kind of go off and start putting their feelers out as well. Other times I'll kind of sit very kind of, intensively with them and kind of shape something. But in that sense, we kind of come to a brief, which we'll then kind of reapproach the artist with and say, look, this is the tentative steps that we've put together here. These are the kind of people that we think you might resonate with.
0: Now in his fourth year at Island, Charlie has been able to work on designs for Drake, U2 and the Bob Marley estate. But he says some of the work he's been most proud of has been for newer artists. He describes the process of creating visual identity for an artist that can take on multiple forms. In particular, his work for rising Norwegian pop star Sigrid, the recent winner of the BBC Music Sound Award, a title formerly held by Adele and Sam Smith.
1: It's a very, very varied roster of artists that we have and a very, very varied roster of briefs that we have to fulfill. It it can be anything from kind of full creative direction to plugging into existing creative teams, To helping lighting and set designers, to setting up shoots, to video, to print, to at the moment I'm making some 3D prints for an artist who wants to build a mask, you know, so it's really schizophrenic in its approach and it's really kind of at the beck and call of what the artist management, their vision that they have for the project, as well as the vision of the label. I would say probably the proudest work is with a Norwegian artist that we're working with at the moment called Sigrid, who is a really fantastic artist to work with. She's open, she's respectful. She has a vision for her music, which, you know, obviously makes things easier for me to respond to. Similarly, she's very, very good at letting creative decisions be made by by people that she trusts. And, you know, we have a really, really good dialogue and the team around it has been really quite special. You know, in this case, it was probably the first example of Ireland giving me a responsibility to say, here is an artist that hasn't done anything yet. I mean, we signed her and she'd been doing a little bit in Norway, but, you know, she had, you know, 500 fans on Facebook and you know a thousand followers on Instagram and really she didn't have a kind of established visual language yet she didn't really have much music out so we were kind of starting at a point where we could all sit down in the first instance in a room like this around a table and sit with the artist and say you know what is it that you want to communicate to the world as well as your music who are you and from that point we started working with a fantastic art director and designer called Will Knight and a really, really fantastic photographer called Francesca Allen. And then myself and her marketing manager, Charlotte Birch at Island, who's fantastic as well. We've kind of been a, a core creative team in, in that respect. Um, there's an also a, a really great animator who's been doing a lot of her lyric videos called Gemma and Taylor. So there's a kind of core creative team that have kind of for the last two years really kind of created everything. Getting to a point now, you know, she won the BBC Sound Off poll at the beginning of the year, and she's been playing festivals throughout the summer. We're getting to a stage now where she's getting into the mainstream and the things that we've been working away on for two years and this little team of people that have kept it really organic and worked with her really closely, are kind of suddenly our works out in the world and it's being viewed by tens of thousands, if not millions of people. (laughs)
0: Growing up with a love of reading and drawing, Charlie followed his interests and took an art foundation after leaving school. Then, after interviewing unsuccessfully to study at Brighton and Goldsmiths, he finally landed a place on the Fine Art BA at St. Martin's.
1: I kind of got to St minds at first I thought, oh, you know, kind of crap, it does seem like maybe it's a bigger deal than I thought it was. You know, there's lots of very fashionable people wandering about and I thought, oh felt like kind of country mouse turning up and yeah from there I was kind of taken into the conceptual art pathway the 4d pathway at some minds you know first day I'm thinking you know they have made a big mistake like I'm doing drawings here but as it kind of went on I realized oh no like this is about the way you look at the world and They've put me with a group of people that are, you know, a bit mad, which is great, (laughs) you know. And um, lots of talking and lots of theory and lots of lectures and probably not a lot of making anything really. You know, you'd go up to the painting studio and everyone's actually painting things. And we're kind of downstairs talking about, you know, I don't know, like Simulanka or something. And it's like, I mean, it's the biggest cliche you could imagine.
0: After graduating, Charlie is quick to admit that it was a tough start in the working world he found voluntary internship roles at a few galleries, which eventually led to his first job in the creative industry at Getty Images.
1: I complete my 4D course. It's fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. Met amazing people. And leave pretty much at the height of the recession, (laughs) about 2009, 2010. So, you know, people working in pubs and clubs and, you know, just doing anything to make a bit of dosh. And I actually ended up working for um, the Getty Images Gallery in Soho. So it was kind of a bit of a random, and I knew a friend of a friend and is, you know, one of those. So I kind of ended up working there, interning there, if you've got passion for image, you know, it's great, but it did get to a point where you you are on the end of a great big funnel that <laughs> is sending pictures. But, you know, it was great. I met some really nice people. But in my spare time, I thought I've got to do something that re-engages my brain in terms of a creative kind of thought process. So my now brother-in-law, who I met at St. Martin's and I, he's a fantastic artist and technician, but is also We'd kind of picked up a bit of graphic design along the way and I was playing in bands and stuff at the time. We kind of started a little bit of an agency ourselves. It was just us in our bedrooms basically, just knocking out stuff for mates that we knew and we had some friends that had gone through fashion, so we were doing a little bit through fashion and then we had some friends who did like theatre design, so we did some theatre stuff and then a lot of music stuff. So we were doing a lot of music stuff mainly for a band that I was in, but then... You know, for some friends' bands who are putting out albums and singles and blah, blah, blah. So this is all kind of in our evenings and weekends. So through that, we just kind of kept working. And then actually, strangely enough, I had a friend leave Getty and move to Twitter. And she was an account manager at Twitter. And Islands at that point, asked their contacts at Twitter if they knew anyone who was kind of good at social media and good with a little bit of design. And my friend kind of pinged it to me, was like, look, you love music, you're in a band, you're doing this stuff already. I know that you maybe want a bit of a career change. Maybe you should apply for this. And I thought, oh, it's worth a pun. So I applied for this kind of small scale role. It was actually as part of the press team in Island Records. So quite random. I kind of went along and I met an incredible person called Shane O'Neill who's the head of publicity for Island Records and he is just a great guy. And he was our uh, my, my first interview. And I remember him asking me, you know, so he's quite, he's quite dry and I remember asking me, you know, what's your favorite Island Records artist? He obviously meant now. And I obviously thought, well, from whenever. So I started talking about this relatively obscure prog band called King Crimson. And he was like, looking at me, and he's like, you know, kind of let me finish. He's like, Jesus. I don't think I've heard that name mentioned since I was looking through a record shop in like 1975 or something. So I was like, oh God, I have absolutely blown this. You know, they're expecting me to say like Nicki Minaj or something. And I've just absolutely blown this. You know, start talking about this dissertation I'd written about the KLF or something and like... He's looking at me like, he's quite unreadable. But no, apparently it works, you know, and I had a few more interviews with, you know, our now MDs, Natasha Mann and Olivia Nunn, and our ex-head of digital, and, and, you know, and and I got the job, and so I was in Iron Records one day, and I was like, crap, you know, and then you're there, and I really was like, they have made a big mistake because I don't know anything about the music industry. You know, you're going into, we have these big label-wide meetings, and people are just firing off stats and saying words and you're just like, I don't know what is happening right now. But you're like, I've got to get with the programme very quickly. So you start learning, you immerse yourself in the culture. I'm lucky that Island of, you know, there's a great group of people that work there, people are really helpful, but you know, you're just kind of grafting away.
0: Not long into his initial role at Ireland, in the press department, Charlie took the opportunity to move into more visual work after the person who'd been managing the design work at the company left. Having set up a small-scale agency with his brother-in-law on the side of his day job, he was able to implement his self-taught design skills.
1: So I was kind of doing social media bits and kind of running the island social media channels and running some channels for bands as well as still doing... I was freelance at the time, so I was still designing with my brother-in-law. So I kind of said, well, you know, I can help with that. And they're like, what? <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I, run a design agency in my spare time, basically, a small agency. And then it's kind of gone from there, really. So it's kind of from from that period onwards, I was in a really unique position where I kind of got to invent my job a little bit. And, you know, hopefully through my hard work and my, my kind of grafting, I've kind of been able to kind of carve out a bit of a niche. And then kind of about a year ago, I kind of saw the need to kind of maybe try and, solidify it a little more we we got a a new designer in guy called ollie collins who's fantastic and we thought well you know we should probably solidify this into something a bit more official rather than just like two blokes (laughs) so we kind of gave it this fledgling name of studio island really amazingly and really receptively you know island have been really receptive to that and have Seen that we're kind of becoming a more important part of the business and creative is becoming a more important part of the artist's kind of story and what a label can now offer an artist in this kind of age of independence.
0: Looking back, Charlie is now grateful for his early experiences, even in roles that didn't quite fit him at the time.
1: When I came out of the art art college and thinking, oh my God, I've spent four years just like arsing around like, you know, Discussing whether a chair is a tree or something, and you think, my God, like it seemed so important at the time, and now it doesn't seem important because you know you've kind of come out of this fog of like everything's artistic to the real world where people are like, well, no, it isn't. No one actually cares about you know uh, you know about the latest John Bock performance piece, and then you suddenly realise, oh no, wait a minute, like what they've taught me there is to like a set of skills and a set of ways of coping and a set of of skills that teach you how to look at the world in a different way. And actually, you start to realise that the thing that is marketable and the thing that is important is your brain. And I think I was lucky in the sense that, I know this sounds really stupid, but the job that I was working in, whilst interesting, was a job that I didn't love. And it was a nine to five for me. I didn't take my job home. And that's very different now. You know, now I'm constantly thinking about my job and I, you know, I go to sleep thinking about it and wake up thinking about it. And maybe it's too much sometimes. But that nine to five allowed me to have a kind of routine in the day and allowed me to kind of go to work, get my stuff done. But at the same time, kind of like you almost kind of had like an internal monologue going on in the back of your head because you're doing something relatively repetitive, kind of sending pictures to people. You know, it doesn't really loads of brain power you're kind of in an administrative role so that I knew that at five o'clock I could get out of work and I could go to make some music for two hours and then I could come back from two hours and then work on some design work I mean it makes you very tired because <laughs> you're often going to bed really late but kind of means that like you're you're finding a flow again for a long time after I left university and hopefully this is useful to whoever's listening but i found it really hard to kind of find a creative flow and i found it really really tricky to kind of make things i was like oh my god like you know i don't have the space or i don't know what i want to make or why would i make it cuz no one's even looking at it or and actually going probably into more of a brief led kind of profession where you know you're responding to someone's ideas has really helped me because it's like, oh, there is a purpose to this creativity. And actually it's helped me get back to a point where I make things for myself again, because you're like, it doesn't actually matter that maybe you're just making it for yourself. You know, it's important to you. So it was a bit of a kind of shonky start, but um, I wouldn't have changed it. It, it 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 was great fun.
0: Lastly, we asked Charlie his advice for anyone wanting to work with design and visuals for music including the ways you can make yourself known to commissioners as a freelance creative.
1: I think it's so hard because, you know, I know so many incredible people that have come out of university and have gone into a creative job straight away and excelled or started something themselves and excelled and know everyone and, you know, have an incredible network of contacts. And that wasn't me, really. And I would just say, you know, don't feel like you need to rush. There was a point, you know... I got to like 26 and I remember turning around to my girlfriend at the time and being like, my God, like, and you're suddenly seeing your contemporaries doing quite well and your peers doing quite well and people doing incredible things. And, you know, it's really hard when you're maybe you feel like you're back a few blocks. The old green eyed monster comes out because you're so happy for your friends and your contemporaries. You you, you feel like, my God, they really deserve this because they are so great. But there's a little bit of like, My God, like, I'm not doing it yet. (laughs) Crap, like, what am I doing? I'm working this kind of pretty boring nine to five and my creative endeavours are not necessarily paying dividends yet. And you kind of feel like you're bashing your head at the brick wall and you don't know anyone and everyone seems to know everyone else and all this kind of stuff. And all those pressures start to get into your brain. And I would just say, just try so hard to just put that out of your head And just concentrate on the things that you enjoy and things that you're good at. And just keep saying yes and just grab opportunities and just be a nice person. And don't say yes at the expense of yourself. You're a good judge. You can say, you know, maybe this won't pay me loads of money, but maybe I really like this dude and he's doing some cool stuff and I'd like to be involved in that or whatever. But just don't feel like you need to rush because every time you're doing something and every time you're making something and every time you read another book or do a bit more research, you know, you get in there. And um, I only really feel like I'm just starting to make the best work that I've ever made. And I think the experiences of what I did or didn't do in my 20s have shaped that. It's made me more rounded. It's made me better able to respond to briefs. It's made me better able to work with people. It's made me better able to respond to criticism. So don't feel like you need to be like, I'm an art director and I've just left university. A lot of people are nine times out of 10 relatively reasonable if you explain why things can't be done. Two, I think, have a passion in music as well as design. Be interested in the history of the design of music. Be interested in pop culture. If I'm commissioning, show me something unexpected. You know, Show me something that I wouldn't necessarily think of myself. Do not be afraid to present something that is not like everything else. I think that's something that's really upsetting in music design occasionally, is how inward-looking it can be and how you see the same old tropes recycled over and over and over again. So, do you know what? Perhaps if we're doing a pop project, show me something that doesn't necessarily look like every other pop project. I think also be immersed in live music, be immersed in, in the experience of music, I think is really important still, going to shows. and. Also remember that when you're being commissioned and when you talk to an artist, they're an artist too, you know? you're know, you two artists together. And when you recognize that, you can really create some fantastic stuff. And then probably on a practical level, I think, again, say yes to stuff. If you've got friends in bands or if you love bands, do a prospective design maybe, or hit them up and say, hey, here's my work and I really love your work would you like to collaborate on something? Instagram is amazing for that. You know, people hit me up all the time saying, oh, you know, I'm a young creative. You know, I find so many people through that. I'm on Instagram, hit me up.
0: <laughs> this episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Indy Davis, and the guest was Charlie Drinkwater. The editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand partners. They include us two, GF Smith, Google and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com.